Today on the Dad the Best I Can show. So I spend a ton of time with my kids now and at an early age because I learned that lesson from him. And that's one of the main reasons, you know, I, I do spend the time with my family that I do. And then with all my businesses that I own, uh, I choose semi-absentee businesses where I don't have to be super active in them so I can uh, empower other people, teach other people to uh, do the things to run the business the right way. So, it, you know, that one decision that he made um, had two different impacts, one on the business in a positive way and then one on his family in an amazing way. Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. My name is Rob Roseman, who wants to be a millionaire legend, Chicago futures trader, Vegas poker pro. Now I'm a dad to three kids, ages seven, five, and two. Phew, wears me out just thinking about it. Each week we bring on high-performing dads like you, entrepreneurs like Jesse Itzler, CEOs like David Cancel from Drift.com, Athletes like Ken Rideout, best-selling children's authors like Zach Bush, to tell us your stories, your dad tips and tricks, to help all of us make it through dad life. We have a brand new website over at dadthebestican.com. Go on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email. It's 100% free, of course. Be the first to hear brand new dad guests and get weekly dad tips in your inbox. How else are you going to keep up with the roller coaster that is dad life? We are running a really fun dad challenge every single week. We talk dad life and learn from dads much wiser than us. We're using an awesome free iPhone app called Spar. You know how hard it is to make a new habit stick, like running, reading, writing, even flossing. With the Spar app, you can win or lose real money with a group of friends to hold you accountable. It's a lot of fun, and it seriously works. Find out more about the challenge at dadthebestican.com. There is a new challenge you can join right now. Okay, enough out of me. On to today's show. All right, welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. Today we are lucky to be joined by Eric Van Horn. Eric is a franchise expert. He is the person you call if you're ever thinking about buying any kind of franchise. Hey, Eric, how's it going today? Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Sure. Where are you calling in from today? Spearfish, South Dakota. Most people don't know where that is. They either know Mount Rushmore or Sturge's Motorcycle Rally. Yes, I was going to say, all I know about South Dakota is you are below North Dakota and somehow somebody carved Mount Rushmore, which still blows my mind. I don't know how that's possible. I know. You have to come check it out sometime. Yes, for sure. So Eric, you are a franchise expert and I'm excited for you to talk about how you help people looking to jump into the franchise world. But first and foremost, the real reason you're on here today, you are a dad. How old are your kids? Five, six, and nine, all girls. Wow, the three kids. You could uh, give me a lot of input. Middle child syndrome. We're right in about the same age wheelhouse. You got a lot going on there. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's an absolute blast. So I get to spend a, a ton of time with them. Yes. Yeah, so you are a badass living in South Dakota, and you're surrounded by your wife and three daughters. What, what is that like? 
It's interesting, you know, when we first started having kids, our first daughter, you know, I, I grew up with myself and a sister and I just kind of thought, you know, I'll probably have a boy and a girl. And then my first daughter came along and all of a sudden the thought of, um, of, you know, thinking if I want a boy or not, it just, it just left me. I just didn't care at that point. And, um, and so we'd talk about it later on, you know, do we want to have a boy? And like, no, it doesn't matter. I've got these girls. And, um, and I didn't know why at the time it just didn't matter. And today, like just, you know, I'm in the, the best of ages though. You know, these girls just think I'm the coolest thing. And like I said, I do a lot of playing with them and just have a, a ton of fun. So it's pretty awesome right now. Yeah. That, I've heard people, I heard a podcast like Conan O'Brien's podcast. I forgot who he had on, but he sits, everybody's always like, Oh, just wait till they're teenagers. These done. And he's like, can you give me, let me enjoy this time of life with these kids. He's like, when they get to be that age, we'll figure it out. But everybody's trying to speed things up. It's like, this is the prime age to be a, be a dad and definitely be a kid in. Right. Yeah. I kind of have the same philosophy as that. You know, I, I love, I'm in definitely, you know, living every moment with them, enjoying it and knowing at time there'll be different seasons, different challenges as different things come up. But, you know, I just kind of embrace that. And I know it's not, you know, I'm not going to be the coolest thing, you know, at every age that they're in, but I'm going to be present with them, you know, as they, as they grow up. And so I've seen, I've seen people um, with daughters that their daughters, you know, are, are not the typical, you know, uh, challenges that, uh, on a consistent basis that everyone, you know, warns you about. So, um, you know, so I, I'm prepared for it, but, um, I think I'm, my philosophy is, uh, you know, we just play a lot together and I want to have that home and, and the experiences where all the kids, you know, their friends want to hang out with us at our house, playing with our stuff, doing things that we do. And that's how I grew up. And, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, 10 X that with my kids. Yeah. I had a guest on and he said he got this from somebody else where his mission in life as a parent is for his kids when they grow up to want to hang out together and with you. And he's like, I put that on my refrigerator. He's like, he's like the whole goal is yeah. Zero to 18 is only a small part of your life. He's like, I want them to hang out. It sounds like that's what you're doing, right? Moving back, uh, back home. Yeah, I moved back home and we moved here. Um, I was living in Austin and uh, we were on our way to go to Denver, uh, to move to Denver. And we stayed here over the summer. And then, you know, I was like almost 10 years ago. And so we stayed and I just remember, uh, forgot how uh, beautiful it was here. Most people think of South Dakota, they think, you know, cornfields and, you know, farming and, and whatnot. But we live in this little, you know, paradise of the black hills paradise now and in the summertime the wintertime it gets pretty harsh but yeah i just enjoy that as well so um yeah so we were on our way to the to uh, denver got got uh, uh stuck here in in some ways and it's awesome i get you know my parents live here so they get to be with their grandkids uh all the time and uh, my sister and her family live here as well so priorities just shifted at that point in, in my life and, you know, being in South Dakota and around family and, and friends and that just, you know, started to, to get real high on the priority list. Yeah. Things definitely change from, uh, you know, being single, being married, having kids, your priorities change. So I was going to say, you might want to keep it a secret. Why South Dakota 
is the best place to live. So everybody doesn't go moving there. It sounds like you've got an awesome setup there. Yeah, they're starting to move here. I'll be at the local coffee shop and I'll, you know, have a conversation with someone and find out they just moved from California and the random, you know, random conversations of why people are moving here from, from other places. But this little town that I live in of Spearfish is an interesting place. It is a lot of people live here that have businesses and have uh, employment that's out of state. And so it allows them to live here while they do things elsewhere, just like I do. Very cool. So I heard some of a little bit about your story on your podcast, which I want to talk about later, but you were saying how you, you grew up with parents who were entrepreneurs as well. Um, what is one thing that you learned from your dad growing up that helped you out as an entrepreneur and now as a dad? Well, I think it's probably one of the same. Um, I remember when, so he uh, started a, a construction company, small construction company, when uh, when I was still pretty young, and because he got laid off from his job and decided to you know kind of create his own destiny, and he and my mom started that together, and they and eventually sold that business and went into other businesses. Um, but he made a choice early when I was uh, probably in middle school, and the choice was to not work all the time to be home like when I was home from school and to spend time and not always and, and not every day um, did he do that, but he just made, I remember him making that choice and it impacted me because I got to spend time with my dad at, you know, when I was, you know, a teenager and in middle school and it was awesome. And I didn't put as much weight into it then, but looking back, that was, uh, you know, pretty amazing that he did that. And I thought, you know what, um, it allowed it, forced him to put people in place in his business to do the things that, that he uh, used to do, but didn't need to do. And at that time for him, it meant less money, less money for the family, but more time with us. And then he was able to delegate more things to the employees. So, you know, I kind of took all of that and, and uh, you know, did a lot with it. One of the main reasons, you know, I, I do spend the time with my family that I do. And then with all my businesses that I own, uh, I choose semi-absentee businesses where I don't have to be super active in them so I can uh, empower other people, teach other people to uh, do the things to run the business the right way. So, it, you know, that one decision that he made um, had two different impacts, one on the business in a positive way and then one on his family in an amazing way. Yeah, that's a really, it's an interesting story because it is, we all pay lip service to time is the only non-renewable resource. It's more important than money on your deathbed, but we don't always live our lives like that, you know, and they say, oh, your kids grow up so fast. We had a Jesse Itzler on, he's like, everybody says this, but very few people actually make change in their life. So maybe that is sacrificing some wealth or some other things, but it's like, these are the years you can't get back. So props to you for making a change and props to your dad for kind of modeling that behavior for you. Yeah. And I love it because there is value attached to our time. And, and, and as I see it, I'm like, when I'm spending time with them, it's like, there is a dollar amount that is attached to that. And I don't always think about it that way, but sometimes, sometimes that I do. And I know the dollar that's attached to that time. And it's a big, it's a big number. But at the same time, I'm like, I get to invest into my kids. So sometimes it's just having fun playing, but a lot of times it's intentional investment, whether that's just having, you know, these reading a book to the girls or, you know, playing a game 
or just spending time you know, in the garden or just doing different things with them. But when there's a value attached to it, it's not, you know, I, I do it enough on my phone when I'm around them and things like that. But it just puts that into perspective of don't get on the phone. Don't always be checking emails. Don't get distracted because this time with them does have a dollar amount attached to it. And I want to invest that to them. And a lot of people come to me and they say, or, or not come to me, they tell me, you know, time, time's so short, you know, you only, you know, just everything that you just said. And I thought, you know what, I can look at myself and my life. And this is both for my wife and myself, you know, we do spend the time. We don't have regrets today for the, for the things that we've done with our family. And, and I don't tell them that because they, they mean well, but it's nice to be able to look internally and be like, yeah, we are doing that. Time does go by fast. They do grow up fast and I'm with them as they do that. That's great. And I heard you also tell a story. You worked with your dad. That's uh, something I did want to ask you about. I, I've started a business with my dad and you know, it's a different working with family. Uh, do you have any tips for people working with their dad, their family? Uh, how'd that go? What was that story? It was good. You know, it was uh, early on in, well, they never wanted to go into partnership with me, you know, and, and they wanted me to find my own way with stuff. And I did that. And then I presented deals to them. And the first one was a real estate deal and it was too good to pass up. And so they're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do that with you. And I was just the guy that would find the deal and bring it. And then we would partner on, on like a project like that. And then there was a business opportunity and I'm like, I'm doing it on my own. And I started to do it on my own. And then they're like, Hey, we'll do this with you. And I think it was two, two things with that one. They wanted to get into business. They were looking for another opportunity and one, they didn't want me to screw up. And at that time I probably didn't realize it as much, uh, but they were looking out for me and I was young. I was in my you know, early twenties and, and starting to manage a lot of people. And I didn't have the experience doing that. You know, I was just learning. And so they came alongside and we partnered together in our first business, 50-50 partners. And um, I brought value to the table. They brought value to the table. They were different things. And so it worked out really well. And we were just really open with each other. And I respected them. And they, were, um, they saw things that I was doing right and, and my work ethic and things like that that I learned from them. And so it just turned into this really good thing. And at times uh, we would partner together and at times I would do things on my own. Um, but it was just a really good experience uh, with them. And it turned into other things and future things um, as, uh, as there's more business opportunities that came along. So just honesty, you know, we just would, would uh, just lay it out there. And I don't ever remember getting into arguments. I remember being frustrated, you know, teaching them the internet, teaching them email, <laughs> yeah. teaching them things like that. Uh, but we look back and just laugh at that stuff now. And I'm sure they were frustrated with me. Like, Eric, that's kind of an immature thing to do. I'm sure they were thinking that. I'm sure it was. Uh, but it was just this, you know, I brought things to the table and they brought things to the table and it worked out really well. And we had the foundation of a relationship growing up where, um, you know, we just, we knew each other and they knew my strengths and weaknesses and I did theirs. All right. And it sounds like you were okay having those tough conversations and knowing that it wasn't going to impact, you know, your relationship or it's like, yeah, we're going to not see eye to eye on this. That's something I'm learning now. It's a, the communication, especially over email and stuff. They're not as 
quick and responsive as we are, which I actually admire in some ways. I'm like, oh, that's why my dad went to Home Depot for three hours on Sunday morning for a little little break time. So we're, we're still <laughs> figuring out how to uh, slow it down a little or find the right the right balance. But it's it's a fun experience too that we'll look back on. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. Let's take a quick break for our dad tip of the week, brought to you by Kickstart Reading. Do you have kids between the ages of three and six? I've got two boys, and when my older son was going into kindergarten, my wife and I quickly learned that we had no idea how to teach him how to read. We found Kickstart Reading and watched one two-minute video together, and you could see his confidence take off. Bonus, I felt like dad of the year. Here's another dad talking about how Kickstart Reading is helping his boys learn how to read. Hey there, this is Chris Heller, and I'm a big fan of Kickstart Reading. Each morning before school, I show a video to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and now his little two-year-old brother is getting in on the action as well. I'm a big fan of the videos, highly consumable and engaging for young boys. Definite recommend for all parents out there who are looking to get their kids off to the right start with reading. Kickstart Reading. Go to kickstartreading.com and use the code DAD to get 65% off right now. That's D-A-D, DAD. See? It works. Kickstartreading.com. Now back to the show. So Eric, on the Dad the Best I Can show, we like to do a dad tip. Do you have one tip for other dads out there? Gosh, you know, being present with, with your kids and in it together and separately um you know i'm not saying i'm the best at it but i certainly try and and just be super intentional uh when i am with them and what whatever that might look like whether it's just looking them in the eye when they're telling me something and so they know that they have my undivided attention or it's going out on a special date with them at different times where they know they have my undivided attention. And um, so there's that relationship where they can, they can come to me and they know that, uh, that I've got their back, that I'm going to listen to them. So, you know, nothing earth shattering there, but that is definitely something that I'm uh, learning to do in, in new ways all the time. And I guess another thing too is, um, I want to know them for who they are, not just what the world defines them as or their friends define them as or what we as parents may define them as, but like, who are they like, at the core of their being? Um, who, what do they, what do they really like? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And, and I want to know that. So and it goes along with the intentionality of, of me spending time with them. I'm looking for those things. So I just don't take everything at face value. And, and, I, and I want to be able to um, talk to them about the things that I see, who they are, and, and um, let them know that it's okay to be different in, in different ways. Like I got one girl who's just this, um, you know, she's so sweet. And, you know, she loves getting her nails painted. And she's just into all of that but she's the first one to, to pick up worms when we go fishing and, you know, do things like that and doesn't get scared when a chicken dies and sees blood everywhere. You know, she's looking at that stuff. So, you know, some people would see her as the, the girl with painted nails, but I also see that other side of her where she's uh, she's different than that. So I just love to see 
in the intentionality, seeing the different strengths and weaknesses and who my girls are. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And, you know, we have three kids too, and you almost take for granted that they are all different, especially as they grow up. Ours are seven, five and one and a half. So we're still getting, catching up to you guys, but right. Like, you know, we have a little bit of middle child syndrome where maybe they're not getting all the attention. And it's like you said, you almost have to put yourself in their shoes a little, ask them questions. Why do you feel like this? You know, I see what it's doing to me and that it's annoying to your brother, but from in his world, he's like, nothing's fair. or He's always getting, you know, he's, he's losing out on the attention. So, right. Putting yourself in their shoes. And usually that is right. Just pausing, being intentional, looking them in the eye, letting them finish their sometimes rambling story, you know, that, <laughs> you know, it's hard to do sometimes. I mean, that's the thing about parenting. It's like, we know it intellectually what we should do, but we're worn out or we're tired. So, right. Just like, all right, for this 10 minutes, I'm going to really pay attention to this thing. And that makes a big difference. So it's uh, good to hear. And what you said about, you know, I th I'm, I'm always struggling with the phone and having it on me. If it's on me, it's going to tempt me. So what I've tried to do is put it in the other room for a little bit. And like, that makes a difference. So I think that's a challenge that a lot of parents are struggling with, especially when work and personal life kind of blends. But I mean, it, it makes me feel like crap when my kids like put your phone down, you know, it's like, God, he's right. You know? And it's like, <laughs> that's the way the world is now, but like you need that reminder. And you know, even you saying it today, we need it daily. I need to hear these things that we all know. I need it reinforced all the time. So uh, that, that's a great tip. Yeah. And they, you know, and, and if they see me on the phone, like my youngest is she's kind of a tech nerd like I am. And she, you know, she, she's just good with that stuff. And the more that she sees me on my phone doing stuff that's kind of outside of work, you know, she's going to want to pick up a phone and pretend like she's doing stuff on it. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want, my girls aren't into electronics as, as um, you know, some of their friends might be. And I like that, you know, because that's always going to happen to them. But I love seeing them uh, not distracted by TV or iPads or iPhones and or games. And they're playing like real games. I love it when they use their mind to invent games that are not even real and, you know, playing with blocks or whatever it is. I mean, they hit Easter eggs for, you know, two days straight and they came up with, you know, like 50 different types of games to to how to hide easter eggs and how to do it differently and how to play that game so i love it when they're thinking like that and they're and they're not just robotic and it makes me want to uh do the same so we like to do some rapid fire questions can i ask are you ready eric i'm ready all right what is the best live concert you ever saw that would be you too. I saw them in uh, California and that was an amazing show, but I don't have a whole lot to compare it against. Cause I, you know, I don't uh, get to see many cool concerts, but that was definitely an awesome show. Yeah. You're going to love, I just lined up a, somebody that works with Bono and he's going to be on the show. He's an awesome dad. And my friend recommended him. He's like, this guy has more stories than you've ever heard. And he, he does a lot of Bono's charity work. So I'm excited to hear too. So I'll let you know when that one comes out. Yeah, please do. So Eric, you're living in South Dakota. You're an outdoorsman. What is your favorite outdoor activity? Gosh, it's hard because we have seasons out here 
and you know skiing in the winter is is a blast and i've taught my girls how to ski and my wife's learning how to ski and so that's just a, you know that is our go-to winter activity and uh, i can see us going on some i think we'll be going to park city as a family this next winter um in the spring i just bought a, a really nice fishing boat uh, because I have another boat that I like to, you know, I like to surf in the summertime, but our season's so short and the girls enjoy the boat so much. So I just bought a fishing boat. So uh, we were out fishing last night and the girls were having fun with that. So I love to fish and, um, and boat in the, in the summertime and mountain bike. I know I'm going, you know, talking about a lot of things, but it's all those outdoor activities I, I love. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a lot of uh, toys out there. What is one activity that a lot of guys maybe don't do or don't do enough of that you think they should try at least once in their life? Oh, gosh. Even fishing. I just started learning how to fish. So all these things are kind of new to us. We take for granted when you live out there, I guess. But I'm not kite surfing, think, I'll tell you that. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been kite surfing. I mean, the, the surfing, the, the, you got to try surfing. It's uh, because, you, you know, my, my thought is I tried wakeboarding and, you know, I bit it a couple of times. I'm like, my body is not going to be able to handle this when I'm like 50 or 60. And, but I can surf, you know, when I'm, when I'm that old. So, um, so yeah, surfing's a, just, a, just a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it goes back into that, just spending time on the boat. And when you're surfing, have you ever surfed before? behind a boat I, I tried it on our honeymoon oh not behind a boat no i was paddling futilely out into the ocean oh I, yeah that's that's uh that's hard behind a boat i did not know this was a thing yeah it is a thing so i i surfed in hawaii and i tried to surf in hawaii is probably a better way to say it but uh we've got this boat with you put a bunch of ballast in it so it's weighted and it and you throttle it down and it goes like nine miles an hour and causes a big wave behind you and you are out there with a rope and throw the rope in the boat and you're just surfing behind the boat at nine miles an hour um you know with the music going and the kids watching you and just you know just having a lot of fun i'm starting to learn some tricks on it but we've had uh, a surf boat for a couple of years and it's just it's just a lot of fun so if uh, i guess the 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 main thing is a boat. You got to do something where the where the kids are like confined and forced to uh, to do the family stuff. And so we do that combined with camping. And uh, my wife is learning to learning to put up with it. And the kids love it, and I love it. That's good. I'm gonna try that. I did not even know you could. Sur- yeah, I thought you had to like go to the ocean to surf. So this sounds a lot more manageable. This is South Dakota surfing here. Yes, nice. What is your favorite podcast to listen to right now? I listen to a bunch of different ones. Um, currently, it's uh, Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. He's uh, one of the leaders of a mastermind that I'm a part of and um, called War Room. And he does this podcast called Business Lunch. And I'm going to be on it here in a bit. And it's just a phenomenal podcast. He interviews some of the the coolest people like Richard Branson and then people that, you know, you and I have never heard of before. And yet they're just like super successful in their niche. And Roland has a way of um, just 
drying out the the good things that we need to learn from them. But also Roland is probably one of the smartest business minds around and he's able to uh, just give some great commentary and, and a lot of teachable moments in it. So business lunch with Roland Frazier. Cool. I will uh, cue it up. There's so many good ones out there, but I like you, I like to hop around and mix it up, get some laughs in there. But yeah, I'm always looking for a new, new voice. So, and along those lines, I, I've listened to your podcast called the franchise story, which kind of leads into what you do for a living. But I know you started the podcast recently. What's been your you know favorite, favorite thing, most challenging thing about starting a podcast? Yeah. So the podcast uh, buddy of mine, Brian Holmes, and we've been friends for a while and we would have cool conversations with different people in franchising. And we thought, you know what, we should just hit record one of these days because a lot of people would probably want to listen to this if they're in that franchising or small business entrepreneurial um, area. And so that's basically what we did. And, and that was about six months ago. Um, and since then um, it has uh it's just been amazing to see the the result and the fruit and the the what's come out of that and a lot of it for me is just connections being able to talk to people and, and have conversations like this with people that you normally just don't get to talk to and and then them getting that information out there so it's just been this the connections and the ability to you know like Jesse Itzler I mean that's awesome that you got to have a conversation uh, with him like this. And, you know, if you're in your, in a, like a niche like this, like you with, with, with a dad and talking to somebody like Jesse, you know, you're able to talk to really cool people, draw out things that they normally don't talk about. And that's what we're doing in, in franchising and it's providing a lot of value to people. And it's also kind of launched me to start a second podcast called franchise secrets. And that podcast is going to be, um, more uh, just tactical, practical stuff for people that are thinking about buying a franchise or their franchisees and they need help with like how to grow and scale and maybe sell their franchise because I've sold a number of businesses that are franchised. And then people that own uh, businesses and they're thinking about franchising them. So I'm just going to have a lot of different guests on that can help people in, uh, in, those, in those areas. And a lot of these guests would charge a lot of money to have conversations with people. And so all the audience gets to listen to it for free. So it's just fun, a lot of fun being able to provide a lot of value to people, both in a professional sense and a personal uh, ability of, uh, to be able to get that out to everyone. Yeah, it's really good. You guys, you guys do a great job with it. And right, those one-on-one -on -one audio conversations, they're so powerful because, you know, we're so inundated with blogs and emails and even videos, which I know you're crushing it on video, you're putting out great stuff, but like being able to when I'm in my car, or when I'm doing the dishes or something, throw on my headphones and like, you get two nuggets from something like you even told me today, if I go surf behind a, a boat in two years, it'll be because you told me about it, you know, and <laughs> like having that way to connect with people and learn from people, I think is really the coolest thing. You know, it's uh, been great for me to connect with people and selfishly, I'm learning things and hopefully getting better as a dad. So Right. There's just so many benefits from doing it. And yeah, great way to spread the word about your business. And uh, so, yeah, where can people learn more about what you're doing and, and how you can help them if they're interested in starting a franchise or any of those kind of things you talked about? Yeah. So um, really, you know, one of the things that I do is I help people buy franchises. So if you've ever thought about um, 
you know, it, it, you hate your job or maybe you love your job and, you know, there's, but you're thinking, I have a skill set that I can, you know, do something on my own, but you'd like to have a kind of a partner in it. That's franchising. They got systems and, and processes in place. So, you know, it just, it just, for me, it helps me put teams together and they implement the system and, um, and I help them do that and they open up the businesses for me. So if you've ever thought about buying a franchise, uh, there's a lot of places to go and look online and there's a lot of places to run into a lot of issues with it. And uh, you, you get a lot of different rabbit holes to, to uh, go down. And, and what I do is people come to me, they think they want to buy a franchise and I spend some time with them, letting them know like the reality of it. And sometimes they say, no, this is definitely not for me. And other times they're like, yeah, this is exactly what I was looking for. I had no idea some of these things were out there and available to me. And so then I just get them connected with the right brands and uh, help them uh, along the way. And if they eventually buy one, then, you know, that's a win-win for everybody. And if they don't, sometimes it's just friendships that, that come out of it and at least getting people educated um, in franchising. Cause there's a, there's a number of really good ones and there's a lot of really bad ones. So if you ever want to talk to me about franchising in general, just go to ilovefranchising.com. So it's I Love Franchising, and uh, you'll see some of my stuff on that website and love to uh, connect with anybody that's listening. Yeah, it's really good because I think there are a ton of misconceptions and maybe fear and apprehensions out there. They're either like, oh, a franchise, so I'm going to buy a McDonald's. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of franchise. There's probably ones that you frequent that you would even say, yeah, that's a great place to go eat at or go shop at, but I would never own one. So it's like all this inside info. And it's like, just because you wouldn't be a customer there doesn't mean it's not a great business. So these are all things that I don't think, you know, we take for granted what we know. So it's like, uh, you really do provide a lot of helpful info to people. And you know, you're honest, trustworthy, and just talking to you now, it's like, you can really get a feel for that you've done it before. And you know, you're motivated to help people. So I definitely, uh, I've enjoyed your content. And I know you helped out one of my wife's friends start a start a business. So she's appreciative too. So that's how we connected, you know, just randomly. And it's awesome that we're able to talk today. Yeah, I love it. And it's just, you know, it's about people at the end of the day. I've had, I have business partners today that were working with me years ago. And so you just never know what's going to happen. I'm in it for the long term and, and to help people. So yeah, you never know where things are going to lead, do you? Yes. Well, uh, Eric, thank you again for being on the Dad the Best I Can show. Enjoy the rest of your day with those girls. Rob, thanks a ton, man. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. Go take five seconds, hop on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email to get weekly updates, dad tips in your mailbox, get your questions answered on the show. That's dadthebestican.com. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity. Infinity stars. Cameron, how many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You got to one-up them in this household. Thanks. See you.